thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. To hear the full conversation and gain access to exclusive content, downloads, and full transcriptions, find me at the link below and subscribe. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to this week's episode. Thankful as always to have you here and really, really excited to bring this to you. This is a concept and a philosophy and a knowing and a truth that I feel every single person listening to this podcast or this audio transmission needs to hear and really should allow space and time for this to land. So what can you expect from today's call? This could go, oh, let me look. This could go for half an hour or an hour, just depending on how fired up I get. Ah, I have definitely felt a wave of a wave of quietness that came over me the last couple of weeks. If you guys listened to the full episode last week, if you're inside of Interwoven, you would know there's so many feelings, so many beautiful truths swirling inside of my soul at the moment. And the last, if I'm honest, the last few weeks in particular have definitely been some where I've spent a lot of time really, really grounding into the truth, grounding into my roots, grounding into a place of absolute knowing. And the deeper and deeper I go with the work that I'm doing, the deeper I go with the healing work that I'm doing on myself, but also for my clients, what I'm coming to, what I'm coming to realize is that the deeper I go, the simpler it gets. Hmm. Interesting that one, right? So the deeper I go, the simpler things seem to get. And it was interesting because Recently, I I formulated a post and as I formulated it, I thought to myself, this is a really, really, a really simple concept. But for some reason, this concept is so complex to so many people. And this is the concept of decision making. For anybody that knows me, I, I don't have it on my car at the moment. I always say that. I don't know why I need to tell you all the info, but my, the number plate of my car is decide, the word decide. I bought that for myself as a reward a few years ago. It's a it's a premium plate, and um, it was a it was a fairly large investment at the time, and it was quite significant for me. And I remember one day I was in the car park at Coles, and someone was walking past my car, and obviously they weren't aware that I was actually there walking to my car. and And this woman said, "What a dumb number plate! Decide, like, what does that mean?" And her daughter's like, it's just dumb. It's not, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Decide left or right. Oh, like they kind of had a little giggle. And um, and I thought about it because obviously the, the word decide and the uh, power of decision obviously doesn't land with everybody the same way. And as I walked up to the car, I actually said, look, it's actually my car. I said, it's, it's incredibly powerful what one decision can do for your life. And whether they allowed that to land, whether that hit them deeply or whether that completely went right over their heads, I have no idea and it doesn't really matter. But today, this is the this is the talking point. This is the talking point that I'm going to delve into and I'm going to share some hard truths with you, truths with you. I am going to be 
talking about some of my personal experiences as well, because I think that context is really, really important. And for anybody, any of you that have been following along for a while, anyone inside of Trent, inside of um, Interwoven, anyone who's like been on this journey with me for a while, you know that for me, talking about any processes that have been transformational, anything that I can do to storytell and give you context is really important because I desire to not only talk to you about a philosophy or an idea or a concept, but my desire is to to do two things, is to allow you to feel into how it feels for yourself. This is really important. So everything I always do on here, even when I'm ass kicking, it is a conversation, right? So you get to decide what is true after listening and digesting this transmission. That's number one. That's really important. You get to decide. (laughs) I'll say that word a thousand times today, I'm sure, but you'll get to decide and you'll be able to say to yourself, all right, so Jess has shared a philosophy with me. And now what I get to do is I get to decide if this is true for me. I get to take away the potency of this message and I either get to run with this, I get to have it land in my life or I can put the concept down and I can say, I don't really like that concept or I don't really believe that concept. But this particular concept, the concept of decision is one that I know unequivocally is one of the simplest concepts you will ever hear. Why Is it so simple yet so many millions of people have an inability to make the correct decisions in their life? (laughs) Big question, right? Big, big question because we all have an innate wisdom. We were born perfect, pure spirit wisdom. That's how we were born. We all have an innate wisdom. But for so many of us, we struggle so hard coming to the point of making the decisions that are going to support our desires and our future and what we want out of our life. So the number one aim is to help you make your own decision and to help you digest and ingest and internalize this and think about this and open your heart and mind and and open this conversation. Because what I'm telling you is that if you're listening to these long form versions This is these keys, these concepts, this philosophy that I share with you is groundbreaking. It is life-changing. There is nothing more you need. If you take this one episode and you listen and you implement and you understand, you can change your life in a matter of days, in a matter of hours. You can have a completely different relationship with abundance, with your, with your intimacy, with the way you parent, with the way your health is, every single thing in your life has the power to change from this episode alone. The only difference between you, me, and the other thousand, two thousand people that are going to listen to this is some will take it on board and some will not. Some will listen intently and some will not. So with that, that is my number one aim is to allow you to receive it. And then second to that, the reason that I desire to add context and I desire to storytell is because I'd really love to share with you today some of the personal things that have happened for me and some of the decisions that I've made that have resulted in profound shifts in my reality. And I want to kind of talk you through some of them because I think that the context is is always important, particularly when it comes to a concept that is quite simplistic. So 
one of the things that has one of the the quotes and one of the concepts that has stood by me for so many years now is is this you've heard me say it before growth and comfort do not occupy the same space growth and comfort do not occupy the same space so in life we have two choices right we have two choices and these choices are very simple you either settle for what's comfortable You either settle for what's comfortable, which means in turn, you are stunting your growth. Now, when I talk about comfortability, here's an example of what you can do when you're settling for what's comfortable. Keep doing the same things over and over again, but expect a different result. Change nothing day in and day out. Don't change, you know, choosing not to change your attitude, choosing not to change your routine, choosing not to change the way you eat, the way you speak the way you make love, the way you do business, choosing to stay the same, settling for what is comfortable. Playing in la-la land, right, full of the victimhood, full of the I can't, full of excuses. So that's choice number one, settling for what's comfortable, which in turn stunts your growth as a human being. Or you have choice number two, which is to have the courage to move into the unknown and the uncomfortable as fast as humanly possible, knowing and trusting that if you do so, exponential growth is on the other side. (sighs) So have the courage to move into the unknown and into the uncomfortable as fast as humanly possible, knowing and trusting that the only byproduct of discomfort is growth at an exponential rate. Now, this all comes down to you making a decision. It's as easy as it comes, guys. Make a decision. Grow or stand still. Change or stay the same, right? If nothing changes, nothing ever changes. So success in life really just relies on your ability to make moves. And that is where your success will always be found. So we need to move faster. We need to move around people that are supporting you. We need to move with clarity. There's this requirement in life that you need to have this distinct trust that your vision can and will come to fruition if you are willing to lean hard as fuck into your discomfort, right? This is where all success is found is in your discomfort zone, not your comfort zone. So I want to talk into this space a little bit. I did a post the other day and I'm kind of going to refer to that because I know that so many people resonated with it. And I wrote that there's a really good quality question that you can ask yourself. It's kind of like this ass kicking, like rocket ship, rocket ship up the bum kind of question, but it's a quality question, which is where is there currently the most resistance in your life, especially when it comes to doing something that you really want to do, right? So this is a really interesting question and I want to kind of expand on this. So where is there currently the most resistance in your life, especially when it comes to doing something you deeply want to do? Okay, I'm going to talk about this, right, and give you some examples. So something you deeply want to do could be 
uh, create a business that earns half a million dollars a year or travel to three different overseas destinations this year or improve your sex life with your partner or be more present with your children or speak on stage at an event or start a podcast or launch a product or lose 10 kilos. Like you want these things, right? So these are all these things that we deeply want. But what us funny, curious human beings tend to do is we create so much resistance around the things that we desire. So what we do is we go, oh, you know what? Hmm. I want that so bad. Now, how can I create a level of resistance, a level of unworthiness within my body that blocks me off from doing anything at all uncomfortable, blocks me off from making any decisions that support what I want to do? Now, in saying that, what I want you to do here today is I want you to have a think about that. And I want you to have a really, really, really good think about how that plays out in your life every single day. I really want to go for that run. I really would like to eat that salad. I really would love to call my friend. I really would like to wake up early and squeeze and maximize the most out of my day. I really would like to start that LinkedIn account, TikTok account. I would really like to reconnect with my mum. I would really like to have a better relationship with my family. But you know what? It's actually so much easier just sitting here in discomfort. It's so much easier saying no to my desires. Why? Because this is my comfort zone. And what I commonly refer to my comfort zone as is my cesspool. It's like sitting in a hot pile of shit. It might feel good if you can't see what you're sitting on in and your nose is blocked. But when you open your eyes and when you have a new level of awareness and you realize that the comfort zone you're sitting in is actually a pile of your own shit, a pile of your own trauma, your stories, you very quickly want to jump out. You want to jump out of it and you want to leap and bound forward towards the decisions that are going to support what you want. Yet so many of us do not have a deep level of understanding for how impactful the decisions we make truly are. So nine times out of 10, the reason that we say no, right? The reason that we say, no, I I can't make that decision. Like I can't decide to exercise every day. I can't decide to save money. I can't decide to invest. I can't decide to heal the relationship with my mum. I can't decide to eat that salad every day. I can't decide to have that relationship with my, my daughter or my son that I want. I can't make the decisions required to have the best sex life possible, which means I'm going to have to do things that feel uncomfortable, right? Because if we want these things and we desire them, but we're blocking them, we're in this unwillingness and indecision state where we're festering in this state of I'm not willing and I'm undecided. And the only thing we do or that we need to do to change that is to move from a place of resistance and unwillingness and indecision into a place of zero resistance, complete willingness, and I'm ready to decide right here and right now that what I want is something I'm going to go and get. Now, therefore, there are a certain number of things I am going to be required to do in order to get that result. Now, 
the number one reason that people actually won't get the result for themselves, the number one reason that people will say no, will sit in that cesspool of comfort under that warm blanket, feeling safe, but in fact being really, really vulnerable and open to a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, right? You're feeling safe, but at the same time, the truth of the matter is you're open and vulnerable to a lot of pain when you are sitting in your comfort zone. And the number one reason, nine times out of 10, that people will block their ability to make the right decisions in accordance with discomfort and in accordance with growth and courage and all of those lovely things is because they are unworthy or they feel that they are unworthy. So they're suffering from a disease called unworthiness, right? Unworthiness is really, 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 really toxic and really destructive to people's lives. It is the number one cause of most problems, if not all problems this planet has. When you shift your consciousness from a place of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, nobody cares what I say, what I think, what I feel, to complete and utter understanding of the truth, which is that you are so worthy, you were born rich and wealthy and deserving of everything you desire, When you shift that state and when you move into a place of complete and utter worthiness, all it is saying is that you are completely willing to heal. Now, a lot of people don't talk about it in this way. Worthiness isn't something that comes from exterior things. It isn't something that your partner can give you. So it doesn't matter how many days of my life my partner says, I love you, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're talented. I love your mind blah, 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 which isn't blah, blah, blah. It's, it's powerful and meaningful, but it doesn't matter how many times my, my kids say, you're the best mom in the world. You cook the best food. You do the best things. It doesn't matter how many times my mom and dad say, I'm proud of you. You've got this. You're amazing. It doesn't matter what car I drive, what handbag I have, what home I live in. None of this is actually physically attached to my worthiness on this planet. It is all just fake facades. It is all just fake stuff that's being placed around us to create this, ah, this, what's this word that I'm trying to think of? It's like this armor, right? That has us have false perception of worthiness. So we're like, oh yeah, like I've got, I've got my armor on. Like people have been trying to validate my worthiness for years. My partner keeps slapping me on the bum every morning and giving me kisses and hugging me and telling me I smell good and I'm beautiful. And my kids are keep validating me let me like, let me expand on that as well. When people around us and things around us validate us, that is actually triggering a wound inside of us. So when we feel incredibly unworthy, we become quite needy. And so our actions inside of the world we live in often actually poach and kind of pull people in like prey saying, I need you to help me feel a certain way. So can you please keep doing it? That's why people are like, I need my partner to do these things to fill me up. I need him to tell me I'm beautiful and buy me flowers and take me for lunches and dinners and and commend me and praise me and do all those things. And if he doesn't do all those things, then I don't feel worthy. But what that actually is, is, is you as your human seeking external validation. And so what we do as a as a generalized a generalized comment, but most of us will do this is we will collate all of this false evidence that validates our worthiness. 
And we'll be like, well, I am worthy because I got, I got heaps of likes on social media. People are in my inbox every day and I'm getting all these podcast reviews. Like for me, I hit number 11 in Australia. That made me feel like a fucking rock star, right? It's like, wow, I am number 11 in the personal development and self-help in Australia. Actually, I think it might have, yeah, it was. And I was like, wow, that could make me feel good for a hot minute. But if I'm not willing to address my unworthiness at the core, if I'm not willing to go deep and heal, then that unworthiness will continue to block our ability to make intelligent and mature decisions in life. It will continue to block us and stunt our growth when it comes to where we want to move to, where it comes to where, how we want to elevate our life. And so if you're struggling with life, intimacy, relationships, business, health, finances, if you're struggling with any part of your life, this is the key to it all. So how do we fix this? How do we change this? What do we do about this? All right, here we go. Jess is puffed. I'm like, I'm so hot today. It's like 37 degrees here and I'm puffed and I'm talking a lot, but I am, I am so fired up to bring this to you. So the first thing is you need to be willing to heal, right? If you continue to feel unworthy, if that unworthiness muscle, if that bitch in your backpack keeps popping up and rearing its ugly head, then you need to be more and more willing to heal in totality. When you heal in totality, decision-making becomes like this. Easy, 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 fast, move. Doesn't matter if it's messy. Doesn't matter if it's right. Let's just move. Let's change. Let's pivot. Let's do, let's do. Let's decide doing all the things that support us. Let's just fucking go. Like, as, as me and my partner say, let's fucking go, right? LFG. <laughs> so if you don't commit to your own healing, then you actually will not have a capacity to make the right decisions because what will happen instead is you and your wounded self will actually say, or your wounded self will say to your conscious mind, hey, babe, hey, you know what? I know you want to decide to lose all that weight worthy of that body. Fuck you. Fuck you, unworthiness, right? And then you'll be like trying to run your business and, and she'll come up again and she'll say, hey, babe, babe, I'm here again. This is, this is your wounded self talking. This isn't you, your soul, your human. This is your wounded self. Hey, babe, babe, um, you know how you wanted to earn all that money? You probably shouldn't. Hey, I think instead, what would be a great plan is um, imposter syndrome. Yeah, feel into that for a bit. Start feeling like you're an imposter. You're an imposter. Mm, yeah, imposter syndrome is a good. That's a good one. Um, and just remind yourself that you're a bit overweight, and you're probably not pretty enough to talk to camera. And you, you actually, you're also really, you, you know what? Just while I'm here, seeming as I keep rearing my ugly head every day or so. Um, you're probably not smart enough to figure out how to make that 100K this month, this year. You're probably not smart enough to to figure out how to hack the algorithm and you're probably actually not good enough anyway because what you're saying is probably shit. Your product won't be good. And everything around you, like you may as well just go back into that comfort zone because you know that job you dislike, you know that relationship you're in that you know you shouldn't be in. You know how you keep yelling at your kids, but nobody's died yet. 
So that comfort zone's cool and eat that bag of Doritos tonight too because, you know, in the end it doesn't really matter, right? In the end it doesn't really matter. This is what is happening when we leave our unworthiness unaddressed. So the thing is, and this is this is big, right? This is what happens when we leave our unworthiness unaddressed. Doesn't matter what I tell you about business, about strategy, about energetics. If you're not willing to heal and get past your unworthiness, then you are never going to be able to make moves. And the moves are the things that take you from point A to B. The decisions you make determine the life you have, right? Every decision you make is either moving you forward, standing you still or taking you backwards. So the question really is, are you a powerful decision maker or is the bitch in your backpack still making decisions for you, right? Like, that's potent. Now, once you do have the power, once you've decided to take take the jump to go and do the healing, because... That is the crux of it. And just so you guys know, I do, I do sessions. I do healing sessions for this, for this unworthiness, for these traps, for this pain, for this trauma, for this wounding. This is something I do on a one-to-one basis with people all the time. I can do this on Zoom. I can do this in person. I do this at my retreat and we collapse time because we spend four full days together healing and clearing out every single part of residue from your soul. Every single part of residue in that, in that time period is going to be cleared. I can tell you, I will work with you that deeply that you will come out a completely different person. Your, your physicality, your energetic field, your consciousness, your clarity, your heart will be so expanded and it will be like nothing anyone around you has ever experienced before. But what happens is once we commit to doing that, once we say, yes, I'm here for it, that's what I want, I'm willing, I want to heal, I'm done with this unworthiness piece, I really, really, really would just like to know what it feels like to lean into the discomfort, understand what it feels like. Then we get to start making decisions because we create more confidence and then we start making moves. And then no matter how messy the moves are, we start to make them. And every day we either just choose to stay the same or we choose to make the moves required for change and for something different to happen in our life. And when you know that the only thing in your way is you, the question is just this, when are you going to ask that bitch to move? When the fuck are you going to ask her to move? I mean, as politely as you like, Hey, darling. Hey, unworthiness. Hey, bitch. Could you please move now? Because you're actually in my way and I don't want anything in my path right now because what I'm trying to do is create generational wealth. What I'm trying to do is build a business so that I, in in a reasonable amount of time, can retire. What I'm trying to do is important and I'd really like you now to move out of the way because you are blocking me. You are blocking my decision-making. You are blocking my clarity. You are blocking my vision. Ay, ay, ay. My goodness, guys. I'm like, how long am I going to go for today? I hope this is all landing. I'm going to give you a breath as well. Okay, so 
this is the thing, right? I'm talking about this this other person and, and this other person is our trauma, right? It's That's the unworthiness, the, the unworthy man or woman, the one that makes questionable um, decisions, the one that doesn't communicate well to their f- friends or family or their staff members, the one that is still triggered deep down, this is the one we need to converse with, right? Because for me, like, I have done a considerable, cons- oh, I'll get that word out. I have done a considerable amount of work and healing over time. But that that little pushy bitch, she's, she's an unworthy little girl and she's stubborn and she's devoted to trying to keep me in that safety zone. And, you know, to think about it, I'm a 30, nearly 39-year-old woman, so I'm 38. And the real deep level of my unworthiness set in around the age of six. So that was my first memory of it. When my sister passed away of cancer, this unworthy version of me, this trauma version of me, this wounded version of me was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep hanging around on the sidelines because I can like, I can nail her foot to the ground at any time I want and halt her progress. And this version of me has been hanging around in the fucking bleachers, in the shadows under my desk, in every nook and cranny she could find for 32 years, at least. If not, if I'm honest, since birth, because generational trauma is carried through the womb and the birth canal, just so you know. So to think that I've been battling with this wounded version of me for that long, it it's no wonder that we have trouble as grown-ass human beings to make the right decisions, right? And it is only when I can muster up enough and I can work on that healing deeply enough when something finally lands and integrates and I go, wow, okay, now I know that. I can't change that knowing. I know the truth. The truth is I am worthy, right? The truth is everything's fine. The truth is I was born completely rich and deserving of everything, as were you. Then I have that opportunity to take back and remember my personal power. Remember that I'm here for greatness. Remember that I have been wanting and choosing for this forever. Remembering my desire to be the first self-made millionaire in my family. Remembering that I actually don't have time to halt my success right now. And the only thing that changes that is my awareness levels raising because once I know better, I have to do better. And if I don't, then what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, I want to hide for longer and I want more pain and I want this wounded version of me to have the reins of my life for longer. And this is why we do not create and take the right steps to move forward and make the decisions that are going to support us. We make decisions based off family conditioning, based off the things our family tell us, the the ways people around us who genuinely love us trying to keep us small. And this is no fault of the people around you, by the way. So even if I use some contextual examples here, there is no fault to anyone in your life. I have had people say things to me like, you work too hard, you should relax. Now, what they actually mean is, I hope you're not burning out, but I'm super proud of you. But they also don't, I don't need that validation either. But in the moment, sometimes when things like that are said, you work too hard, maybe you should relax. You seem really stressed. It's okay. You don't need that much. 
what you have is enough. Slow down. Look after your children. Don't fight so hard. You don't need to be the first first self-made millionaire in our family. It's okay. It's all right. You're too busy. You're not giving me the attention I want. I wish you would slow down. I just want to see you happy and you don't need all those nice things. It's okay to not want that. It's okay to slow down. It's all right to relax. Even in those supportive words, there is a conditioning there saying, play small, play small, play small, play small, Jess, play small. When what my heart is yearning for and what my human is yearning for and what my desire is as a human being is to play fucking big, is to change humanity, is to change the world, is to have proper impact. I don't want to be 60, 65 years old, lining up at Centrelink, waiting for my payout every week, trying to explain to the government why the fuck I should be getting $300 a fortnight or whatever the hell they're giving you because I've worked all my life, but I never actually got past my own bullshit. I don't want that for me and I don't want that for my children. So when somebody even in love says to me, it's okay, maybe don't go, don't aim that high. Are you really able to do that thing? Do you really think you can travel to India? Are you sure you want to do a charity? Why do you need to build a school? Why don't you just be happy with what you've got? Why don't you just be, live a more simple life? Just buy a house and get comfortable. Just get comfortable. You just need to feel safe and comfortable. And I'm sure many of you have heard this before and can completely relate to that feeling in your own family. It's coming from a place of love, but in fact, what it's trying to do, little known to them, is keep your wounded version of you safe. It's like open those wounds and just stay in your blanket. Just stay in your blanket for longer. Now, when we have an awareness of this, right, this is the kicker. When we have an awareness of this, we have to then confront our own bullshit head on. We have to ask ourselves, where is my resistance and am I going to move? Am I going to step forward? Am I going to be brave enough to heal? Am I going to be bold enough and courageous enough to understand that I have limitless potential and possibility, but I'm choosing the wrong path over and over again? Are you willing to admit that to yourself? I have limitless potentiality. I was born rich and wealthy. I was born with the ability to have anything and everything I desire. I have every piece of wisdom I need to. I am basically a vision of God put on this planet, yet I now have to look at myself in the eye and say, am I going to break this pattern? Am I going to move myself away from this crippling distorted view of life? Am I going to separate myself from scarcity and get really comfortable with being dis- with being uncomfortable consistently, right? Because when you sit in the comfort zone for too long, what happens to your soul, what happens to everything is you become uninspired. It weakens your spirit. It weakens your family. It ruins relationships and it halts business growth. It does all of that simultaneously. We keep slipping back there because we're not willing to go to the healing. We're not willing to dive deep enough. And all it is, is a choice. All it is, is just a choice. Now, when we make that decision, a choice, a choice is a decision. We unlock our unlimited potential. Now, I'm going to give you some context around this because I know that I've been probably hitting the hitting the line really hard for you and and hopefully this is impacting you and you're hearing it in a way you've never heard it before or my desire for this is that you're just hearing it in a way that you can actually allow it to land and you can go well fuck me that makes so much sense now i need to move i got to go do that healing i got to go commit 
right? The power of decision is the greatest tool you have. Now, I'm going to give you some context. I'll give you some good decisions, some bad decisions, some recent and some past decisions and just kind of play with this for a little while so that you can understand how powerful this is. Oh, where do I start? Let's go for something. Okay, I'll give you one that's negative on the first one. I can give you plenty of inspiring ones. All right, so one of one of the things that I recently recognized was that I had made a really big decision in my life to go back to playing small. And for you guys watching on the outside, you're probably thinking, how on earth do you play small, Jess? You're, you're visibly moving and shaking and you're doing things. But even my own partner said to me, I think you've gotten comfortable. And trust me when I tell you our, our communication in our partnership isn't perfect, but I tell you what, we work on it every day and, and we value honest communication. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're actually right. And he said, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just giving you an observation. Like everybody wants someone who can speak at that level and I'm very grateful for it. But it didn't matter how eloquently it was uh, handed to me. It was hard because I was like, okay, so where is my next layer of healing? What have I done here and why am I doing this? Why am I playing small again? Seems like you're comfortable. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I hate that word. Like for me, for someone to say I'm comfortable was like the worst insult. Like, of course, he wasn't trying to insult me, but I was like, I don't want that. But what I had done is I had at a subconscious level made a decision to play small again and to play easy and to allow my unworthiness to creep back in. I allowed her to come back and I've been carrying her around in my backpack for a fair while and I'm just like oh yeah she's back again and I'm just comfortable enough that I'm getting by and I'm doing pretty well but I forgot my limitless possibility my limitless potential and I allowed that to slip through the cracks for a little while it wasn't long and so it wasn't hard to retrieve and to regain and come back to the human I desire to be and I am at at an an ultimate level but it was a decision that I had to acknowledge. It was, it was a decision that I had to wholeheartedly say, yeah, I did that. I've been really lazy. I just got goosebumps. I haven't been working to my capacity. My momentum's been shit. He also said to me, "How? when did you last read your mission statement? And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm being witness now and I'm being called out on my shit. And I said, oh, I do. I read it during the day. But he's like, you used to read it every morning, first thing in the morning. And I went into blame, shame, justify victim. And I went, oh, but, you know, I just love like laying next to you. And, you know, it's that's why because then I've been tired and like hard things have been happening. And the truth was I just decided not to do it. When I know that the momentum built off the routine that I have and it serves me and it's something that's one of my superpowers. Some other examples. I had something really, really difficult happen um, in my in my family unit, in my little family unit a few weeks ago. I was um, given some information that was definitely not pleasant to receive. And of course, I'm keeping my privacy private, but I was given some information and it would have been very easy for my wounded self to uh, react from a place of wounding because my unworthiness 
was being triggered like all fury when I was given this information. And this has happened a few different times in the last year or two where I've felt rejected or I've felt unloved or I've felt by a variety of different people in my life, family, friends, partner, all different things, right? Ah, nobody can make you feel any way, by the way, just so that you know that. Nobody can make you feel a certain way. That is your responsibility. So this thing happened. I was given this um, notified about something. And the opportunities and the decisions and the choices started to get laid down on the table for me. And I was like, whoa. So my hands are shaking and I've got the goosebumps and I'm not feeling happy about this information. And I've got a decision to make. I've got a choice to make. And one of the choices could have been to lose my shit, to yell, to scream, to cry, to point fingers, to blame, to cast judgment could do all sorts of things but instead I took a seat I took a step back for a minute and I started to think about who I was not my wounding and not my trauma not my unworthiness but who I was as a human and who I desired to be and what I was here to achieve in my life and I'm here to achieve greater things than I can ever imagine I'm here to achieve more than people could ever fathom And I thought, well, you know what? This information is just something I can choose to respond to with love. This thing is just showing me and gifting me something. So let me decide to go and educate myself on how I can see this as a gift. Straight to a bookstore, straight to reading, straight to education, straight to Audible, straight to learning and upgrading my knowledge, straight to understanding myself, straight to healing, straight to solidarity, time alone, thinking time, driving time, listening time. What that's done as a result for our little family has created a stronger bond than we've ever had before. It's created a deeper love between all of us than we have ever had before. It has shown my partner and my children aside of me that they've never ever been able to see before. And that was all due to the power of my decision in that one moment. That one decision changed everything because I know that I held the power. <sighs> okay. There's so many great examples of this, you know, the decision to train three to four times a week, the decision to weigh my food years ago and and get a banging body, the decision to put down my first $27,000 investment when I was only making 50 grand a year and just found the money and the, you know, the result was was a $300,000 turnover the following year in my business. So I 10X'd my money. That was nice. Decisions are everything. The main point to this audio and this transmission today is where do you make your decisions from? Do you make them from a place of fear, discomfort? Um, do you make them from a place of, of wounding and trauma? So a lot of people make their decisions to back up their unworthiness. So where do you make your decisions from? I want you to ask yourself really carefully, where do you make decisions from? Is it from pain and fear? 
you know what, I'm going to yell at that person. You know what, I'm not going to invest because I'm scared, because I feel pain, because I feel fear, because I'm, I'm in scarcity, because I'm not worthy of that, that investment anyway. No, I won't heal that. No, I'm going to decide not. I've, I've heard this many times. I've been told all I need to do is get to the root cause and, and heal at a deep level, at a bodily level. I need to remove my wounds and trauma. I've been told this thousands of times, but I won't do that. Where's that decision-making coming from? Is that from hate to self? Is that from fear? Is that from scarcity? Is it from wounding? Because the person who says, you know what, it's time for me to go do that work. It's time for me to heal. It's time for me to do that work again and again and again until I fucking get it. That's coming from love. If every single decision you made come came from a place of love, only love, what would this world look like? What would your family look like? What would the relationship with your children look like? How would you relate to your partner, the person you're supposed to love the most other than maybe your children, right? Or maybe more. I don't know. Pick your vibe. If you were to choose to only relate and only make decisions from a place of love, how would it look? You know, partnership's such an interesting thing because we can be so harsh on the person we also choose to be intimate with. We allow each other to connect physically we allow a man to enter our body right as men we choose to be inside of a woman we are that physically close we're sharing the most deep and intimate parts of our soul our energy is being intertwined and connected yet then we choose not to act from a place of love when we're deciding how to speak to them how to treat them how to respond Guys, this is the most, it's, it's the most simple yet so such the most simple yet complex philosophy you'll ever hear. But I'm telling you, it actually gets to be that simple. It actually gets to be that simple. <sighs> so I feel like that was a lot. I jammed a lot. I could go on forever, but if I'm honest, I'm feeling like my throat is about to cave in today. It's been a big day of talking and lots of coaching. So I am going to leave that here. But please, if you are inside of Interwoven, please let's open up this conversation. This is a big one. I'm sure on one of our live coaching calls, we'll discuss it more. If you're listening to this free, thank you for being here. I love it. I love having you. I'm always open to working with you in any capacity. And ah, let's start changing the world one decision at a time. Have a beautiful day. If you loved this week's episode and if this audio experience left your spine tingling or your mind racing with inspiration, here is how you can support me. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Feel free to donate to my vision. The link for all of these things is below.